Welcome to this edition of A Server's Journey. I'm Larry King, and with me in the studio is Rocky DeStefano. And we have uh, our new... What do you? What are we going to call her? We call Foster the intern. <laughs> she is more is than the intern. Yeah. yeah, she definitely rates above Foster. Yeah. Let's, oh, uh, well, that's what I'm shooting for. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a low bar here, but <laughs> Gabby Seely uh, has come on to help us with a lot of our social media, and I'm going to have her introduce herself and uh, share a little bit about what she does. Okay, well, it, luckily this time he didn't do it, but every time Rocky has ever introduced me to anybody, he always says, this is my niece, so I'm known as Rocky's niece. I try usually. not to do that anymore because it could be an insult. <laughs> no, I don't take it as an insult. I'm just trying to ride your coattails, basically. But, They're not um, very big, we, but We want to get on your coattails, that's actually. Exa- exactly. That's what I was thinking, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the talent this young lady has is just fantastic, and I'm looking forward to more coming out of her. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, so talk yeah. about what you do. Yeah, so technically... I actually just became a business owner, which is, it sounds way more impressive than it actually is. So for anybody out there that doesn't know, if you're in the state of Florida, you just go to sunbiz.org and you pay them like 75 bucks to get a fictitious name and then you can be a sole proprietor. So that's what I'm doing. I'm and working for myself. her office is much more impressive than the bunker or my office. <laughs> is yeah. that right? Oh yeah, it's very beautiful area. Ooh. Definitely done by somebody who knows design. Gabby. Uh, my office is done for function. <laughs> well, hers functions too, but it's also a different function. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So talk about what your new business is. Yeah. So it's called Rose Creative. Um, Rose is my middle name. So that's just in a pinch what I decided to call it. But um, it's basically social media management, graphic design, photography, just any like kind of digital solution for any business really. Um you know, like I've done so many different things over the years for other people. And I kind of got to a turning point where I had to either find another job or make one. And I just decided to try and make one for myself. And it's kind of going well. It's only been a couple of weeks, but so far so good. Yeah. You were a COVID casualty as far as your job was. Um, and it's, it's a scary thing for a lot of people out there because a lot of great people are finding themselves um, out of work, not through any fault of their own. But, but we're happy to have Gabby, and um, we may make her sing one, one episode, but not today. Oh, wow. So. With her guitar, of course. Yes. 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 Oh, boy. Yeah. So um, real quickly, I'm going to call out, uh, and I know Gabby is reaching out to him. We haven't heard back yet. But if somebody is a friend of Jordan B. Peterson... We are coming after you. We want you on the show, mostly because I'm developing somewhat of a slight man crush on him. You have so many man crushes. I, I do. He wrote a book called 12 Rules for Life, An Antidote to Chaos, and it's worth the read. And so if somebody who is listening knows somebody who knows somebody. <laughs> What's the book again? Uh, 12 Rules for Life, An Antidote to Chaos. Okay. We'll take 10%. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Larry, we're going to set up today's episode. We are definitely wanted to introduce Gabby, but we think this could be a two-parter. And people ask me um, quite often, in fact, what my job has become as we've branched out into two stores and 250 people. 
So um, I don't work in position as much as I used to, and, and I love doing that, but I don't get to. And so I find myself working on the business a lot more. And more and more, I'm getting asked to be somewhat of a mentor on leadership. Can I ask this question? Sure. You said you have grown to 250 people, but yet the the economy, it's, are you maintaining that level of employment? Uh, yeah, we, you know, so our strategy, and I just uh, shared this with our leadership again yesterday, you, you never stop hiring. So you, you always want to be hiring the right person, and it allows you to be uh, flexible and nimble in case you have to uh, have a divorce within your corporation because of lack of performance or more, more routinely lack of culture uh, or um, to stay ahead of the business. And right now we um, are doing well uh, in spite of everything. And so, yeah, we are always hiring. Okay. So just wanted to clarify that. But and anyways, I'm getting asked a lot of questions uh, about leadership and about why I lead the way I do and how do I lead the way I do. And so I kind of wrote down, because what I really realized is we talk about that everybody leads something or someone, and it could be a coach, um, but there's different types of leadership uh, models out there. And so what differenti- uh, differentiates real leaders from an administrator is that a servant leader, a real leader, makes a tangible difference in the work environment. They, they make a difference in the environment that they help create. Um, and our journey is really from someone who is simply a po- the appointed leader into a servant leader who becomes someone who's worthy to be followed. And we talk about that all the time. So I kind of like compiled a list of kind of the, the Ten Commandments of uh, being coming a true servant leader. Were you on top of the mountain when you I wrote this? No. Okay. This, this is somewhat, I, I'd like to say God spoke to me. Um, and maybe in certain pieces he did. <laughs> but a lot of it is just things that I've learned mostly the hard way. So uh, I asked Gabby and, uh, and Larry to have a conversation with me about it. Fantastic. You know, when you say commandments, it just brings me back to Hamilton again. Oh, see, we are, I don't know if anybody else, we haven't got Larry to listen yet, but Gabby and I are like, in, and, and here's what honestly aggravates me. We were Hamilton fans like way back, like when it first started, you know? Yeah. And Gabby went and saw the original cast. Mm-hmm. Which most expensive decision of my life will never it. regret it. Worth it. We'll yeah. never regret it. And so, have you paid the loan off yet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was expensive, but it was a lot of fun for sure. It, I'm not necessarily the type of person that will drop. I mean, I'll spend some yeah. money and enjoy myself, but like, we'll drop that amount of money on one thing. Um, but I did because I was obsessed with the show and. Yes. It was amazing. I'm glad I did it. It was and, a once in a lifetime experience. And, and we're still kind of obsessed with the show. So now we're, we watch it on Disney. Um, and I, I get a little bit aggravated when somebody is just now excited about it. And, <laughs> and, and I know I shouldn't, but I'm just like, what, where were you like five? Is it five, four years ago? Wow. It's that a while ago. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, um, I you only can't knew be a hater. Why, I know why are you hating on them. They're just new to the I, new to the club. And I'm happy that they love it. And I honestly, my daughter, Maddie, was a hater of me because she tried to force me to listen to it for months <laughs> and I wouldn't. 
I bought her and my wife tickets to go see the original cast, but they were too expensive for me to buy for the rest of the family. But then in the time between us buying the tickets and us going, I fell in love with Hamilton mm-hmm. and then hated it because you didn't go. Well, the tickets went from like 400 to 2000. Oh my so goodness. I like Gabby. Yeah. I had to show some restraint there. Cause you know, well, I didn't have like, front row seats by any means yes yes yes. <laughs> i had the probably cheapest tickets in the entire theater there. but there. It, it was not a bad theater you know you can yeah. see it from anywhere so it was well, awesome anyways so we are you know way down the rabbit trail here but it, we would encourage and i keep trying to get larry to come watch it with me so i don't know larry if you come watch it with me with subtitles you'll <laughs> you'll like it because you do at first you have to get the gist of the story yeah yeah you know We'll see. Larry's skeptical. You can well, tell I kind of know the story. Yeah. It's a it's a good to revisit history, Larry. All right. If all history was... Is it was history or revised history? I think it's a lot closer than we probably like to admit. And that's what makes it a, conspel, a compelling story. Because I, I feel like, and we will definitely get way off here, but to me... You can't disregard history. You have to learn mm-hmm. from it. And history is, it, it is the history of, our, of America. And there are unfortunate things about our country, but it doesn't mean it's still not the greatest country in the world. In fact, I'm wearing my new American flag socks and I'm doing it to make a statement. <laughs> but, you know, my whole point is there are things that you are uncomfortable with, Larry, when you hear the show, but it is the real story of a lot of the founders of our country that i'm not that i'm not afraid afraid of yeah it's the revisionist that's what i'm afraid of yeah well and it's interesting that they're trying in some ways to cancel hamilton now oh wow yeah, yeah which is it's a scary you know situation but you know the good thing about our society and and what i love about america is there's always this crazy overreaction and then there's somewhat of a pullback and you're starting to see that with a Let's lot of Let's hope the pullback starts real soon. Yeah, well, you know, it it is starting. And and i think to me and i'm sure Gabby feels this way. Hamilton's worth watching um because it happened. <laughs> like, I mean, you know, we can feel uncomfortable with it, but I'm uncomfortable with a lot of my history, but it happened. Yeah. I, I mean, until you accept something, you can't learn from That's it right. and move forward. Yes. So, yes. Uh, okay. With the two of you in this room, should I be afraid with the history of your family? <laughs> <laughs> I Don't mean, watch I, any documentaries about our family on Netflix. I, I, I was just told that um, Netflix has a series about mobsters and uh-huh. that our family is featured <laughs> uh, which you know not your side of the family though uh, no. i mean my no it's my not. dad's side. <laughs> it's side. definitely my dad's side so whoa all right, all right. So, do all we right. have some questions that right. the lord gave you so, it was rocky okay he yeah. was in the document <laughs> i i am too broke to have been a famous mobster but okay anyways so for <laughs> Again, this is like the path of becoming uh, just the appointed leader into actually becoming a servant. Leader. Okay, you just brought up a question I have for you. Since you have some relationship to that side of the world, what did those people do with all that money that they made? I mean, it's hidden somewhere in, what? in a safe. There's right? so much money. That's... What could they do? With and they lived in crummy houses. Come on. Well, they were. It's cover. I still think you're trying to fool us. You're running some sort of mob out of both your Chick-fil-A's. <laughs> I, I mean, who knows? 
Who knows? History will tell. Okay. I'm sorry <laughs> to interrupt again, you know, but you bring up things, I my mind goes... Larry likes... I think Larry's a, a mob historian. He likes to know about the mob. I certainly like to know what's happening, that's right. for sure. All right. So Gabby and I are going to kind of go through this, and I'm going to ask Larry and Gabby to give input on these, but... The first rule, and so this is this would be kind of... So you set up 10 rules. Yeah, 10 rules, 10 commandments. Really, it's kind of like, it's not necessarily a step-by-step process, but it is kind of things that I'm always trying to keep front and center when I am thinking about my leadership style. And, and let me just tell you this. Uh, we're in, a, in an upcoming episode, I'm going to air all my old dirt with some of my... Uh, previous leaders who have gone on to become owner operators of Chick-fil-A. Oh, wow. And talk about history, trying to revise history. There will be none. (laughs) Are are they coming? They are coming. Oh, my goodness. And so, again, we always say this is a journey. Like, I, I, I wrote these down as much for me as anybody else because I have to be reminded constantly what I'm capable of if I don't keep the main thing front and center. So the first rule is ask the question, who am I? And so what I really believe is that servant leadership comes from within. The best leaders tend to be the most aware. They must first question themselves before they can tackle the world around them. First and foremost, they must become very clear of who they are. This inner clarity will allow them to understand their own strengths and weaknesses. Self-comprehension is a fundamental precondition necessary for real leadership. And so I was just talking yesterday to Eli about this and what I shared with him, he uh, wants to be a business owner. And so we talked a lot about the greatest lessons I've learned is where I'm weak. And so asking the question, and when I was young, and I told him this, I was a, a special kind of cocky. I really didn't see a lot of my weaknesses or I minimized them to a point where I felt like I was mostly strengths. And I don't know, maybe Gabby, you're young. Maybe you do that now. I don't know. Do you see your weaknesses? Uh, yeah, I've got plenty of them. That's for sure. See, um, so she's way ahead of me. So <clears throat> no, no, <laughs> I would like you to list them off each one. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Let me get my almanac yeah, yeah. or whatever you call a dictionary of you know what amazed me? You're young, me so you don't, you know. Was uh, a, one of yeah. our past guests, Joe, Joe McNally, yeah. and you kind of ask her that question, and the weird she came up with wasn't what she'd done; it's what she believes, and that's where she started. That yeah. was a fantastic answer. Yes, yes. No, I agree, and I think that all goes into who am I? Because you cannot manage around your weaknesses until you know your weaknesses. And too many of us go around very unaware of who we really are. So like one of my huge weaknesses, and I'm trying to not let it sound like a strength because that's another lie we tell ourselves. Well, you know, I I pose it in a way that makes me look good and it's not good. One of my weaknesses is I have too much grace and it impacts the business. I'll keep somebody around who's not a cultural fit way too long. Mm. And that's a weakness. Another thing, too, since we're talking about your weaknesses, let me just elaborate. (laughs) Yvonne, right there. (laughs) 
No, but I've noticed that you have so much grace, but then it like bubbles up inside of you. And then all of a sudden you'll release all the anger at once. Like yes. not anger. Yes. Like no, plus, I've never anger. seen him throw down a hammer really, but he's come <laughs> to me and said, you know, uh, I spoke to this person this way and I kind of regret it because I just got frustrated with them after months and months and months of, you know, being graceful. Yes. It's, it's hard. And so that's another weakness because, see, and this is really, uh, at 24, I didn't know this. At 28, I was becoming a, uh, aware of it. Yeah, I have all this grace, but I internalize it because I know what's going on. I just don't want to act, and then it, it blows up, so I become like a volcano. And then it's like all of a sudden, if I'm not careful in the wrong situation, I'll, I'll be the biggest dirtbag leader possible. And so, again, the, the first rule, and this is important, is who am I? And stating it and understanding it, and I keep a list of, like, my top five weaknesses, not because I want to be a, a downer, but because I know I need to manage around that. So both of my top two people are naturally people with a lot less grace. <laughs> mm. And that sounds weird, but... That's how our organization works. Yeah. I'm constantly pulling them back to a position of grace, and they're constantly pulling me forward to, hey, this is what's best for the organization. And so it works. But if I didn't know that, when I was young, it was all grace. And so it only led to a bunch of fights with my wife, <laughs> who is a great leader and who doesn't put up with people that are cultural douchebags. Excuse my French. Shout out to Trish. Trisha, yeah. And so, queen of the the Stefano family. Yeah, yeah. I used to be afraid of giving her too much authority because I was afraid she would let too many people go. Yeah, nobody. <laughs> so. Well, are we ready for rule number two at this point? Yes, Larry. You want to take that one? Yeah. Well, how um, how you handle your uh, position shows you where you truly are. Yes. The assumption of authority, Larry, will bring out the leader's inner insecurities. If the leader has not un undergone a process of, of that honest self-discovery, the application of power will be off-putting to others because power misapplied is a disaster. A servant leader always chooses personal influence over a position of power. And this is a big hint, and I tell this to one of my leaders who I shared with is a little bit less on the gray side, I always say, here's a hint. If you have to say, because I'm in charge or because I said so to anybody over age seven, you haven't arrived yet. Mm. That works with young kids. You know, Abby, don't put your hand in the flame. Okay, that's, uh, okay, <laughs> you don't need to explain that. It's because I said so, Abby. Shout out to Abby, Abby also. Yeah. The Who may have, actually, I think it was Maddie <laughs> that touched the stove, and somehow that was my fault. But um, anyways, yeah, so anybody over age seven, if you're having to say that, then that's your insecurity, not there. There's a weakness there. Mm -hmm. And Gabby, you've worked for people like that. I know, Larry, you probably worked for people like that, too. Yeah, I mean. Name them. Sorry. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I, I always say that you're never going to get somebody to do anything for you by telling them to, you know, simply just telling them or commanding them to it's people are stubborn, you know, we're smart beings. So we're only going to do what we want to do. And the only way that they're going to do it is if they want to do it for you. And the only way they're going to want to do it for you is if you're a good leader and a good friend and 
you know, they want to be around you and they want to see you succeed. So then they try for you. Um, and I think that's something that you have a lot of success with Rocky. Um, not with me, obviously when I worked for you. No, Gabby was uh, <laughs> working with families, especially, kind of. <laughs> but no, it, it, it worked for many years. Yeah. Well, then we go into uh, rule number three, and that's to create the environment. Well, Larry, let me go back and just say one more thing about rule two. Yes. Um, you know, we talk about this, uh, always choose personal influence over a position of power, which is what Gabby's talking about. And really, that's nothing new. I got that, stole that directly from S. Truett Cathy. That was S. Truett Cathy's model. Like, S. Truett Cathy always wanted you to recognize his leadership not because of authority or power, but because of his influence over you. Now, who was S. Truett Cathy? So he was the founder of Chick-fil-A and honestly, one of the best servant leaders I've ever been around. And for him, it was intuitive. It was just who he was. He was a very humble man. But I remember having conversation with, with him at 16 where he was sharing me this wisdom. And I had no idea the guy was worth millions at that point. So. You you were talking to the founder of Chick-fil-A at the age of 16? He, uh, true, it was very accessible um, and a very funny guy. In fact, he uh, loved to do things to make people know he was one of them, you know. And uh, so he always chose influence, like what Gabby said. People, the best leaders that I've been led by get me to do what they need me to do but make me feel like it was my idea. Mm -hmm. it, it, you know, and they don't do it with any kind of conniving. They just, I've had coaches and bosses that I would run through a wall for because I cared about them. So you care about somebody, you want them to succeed too. So can we go on to rule number three now? Yes, we can. That's where you create an environment of community in the workplace. Yes. Now, how do you do that? Yeah. So servant leaders build community. They must facilitate the process of people getting to know each other. And because it's difficult to trust someone that you don't know. So again, it's built about uh, really built around trust community with other people builds trust. Um, and this is probably one of the most important tasks for a servant um, as our society continues to lose the sense of real community. So right now I hate social media of all type, because right now what I'm getting is so many messages just shoved at me and it's, they're so polarizing that I don't even know how to feel. I'm like, I agree with that. I agree with that too. And they're, you know, mm -hmm. way apart, you know, so our social media, they say social media isn't really doing the job of building community and building trust. The only way to do that is to work really hard to build an environment where that is. Now, I, here's an example the way I saw you building community with your workforce. Every time I saw you, you were talking fantasy football. <laughs> and fantasy football drove me nuts. It did. But the majority of the crew that you were working with was totally involved in it. And I only did it because I'm a sacrificial leader and I have no interest in fantasy football at all. I just did it because I wanted to Can I to quote you on that? No, it's actually all a lie. <laughs> yeah. I really like fantasy football right. too. But um, yeah, and when we were a small organization, the easiest, it was much easier when we were a team of 20. Yeah. Because all I had to do was work next to them. 
and like Gabby, when you worked at uh, the hotel you worked at, mm-hmm. um, we're going to say the name Aloft and we're going to ask for a sponsorship. So Aloft, <laughs> come up with your money. But you mentioned a lot. It was less the job and more the people you worked with. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was living in Claremont for a lot of it and driving into downtown, um, which in itself is crazy. Yeah, yeah. So frustrating during rush hour traffic. Oh, yes. You should go to Chicago. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Not as bad as some places, but frustrating enough for me, for okay, sure. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and, it, you know, I made decent money. I had great experience there. I learned so much. But, you know, towards the end, it was definitely more about the people like I could have taken the next step and tried for, you know, the next position gone somewhere else and possibly gotten it. But I just, I don't know. I just valued my happiness in coming to work every day and knowing that I was in a place that I enjoyed. I was with people that I like to be around and I was happy there. And I think I valued that more than making more money or, you know, going to the next title because I just felt happy doing what I was doing. And I feel like you spend so much time at work, you know, eight hours a day, usually, or more, um, five days or more a week. And you should enjoy that time. And if you're not enjoying that time, you're not enjoying the majority of your lifetime, (laughs) which is crazy to think about. Well, and it's crazy to think about like, and I, I, you know, when we do our orientations, we do this slide where we talk about community and I actually show the number of people that have gotten married to other people in our organization. Um, we show trips we've taken. We show uh, outings we've done. We show um, success stories of previous team members. Um, and we talk about like one of our main goals, one of our brand promises. And we're going to do a show on the four brand promises. Um, but one of our brand promises to have fond memories of Chick-fil-A forever. So we want when you're 30 for you to think back and think, wow, what a great place. And this just happened yesterday out of the blue. Um, one of my favorite all-time people, um, Hovens, Hovens St. Pierre. I, I loved Hovens. Hovens was this 450-pound, 16-year-old, incredibly out of shape, undisciplined young man who worked with me in my first store in Orlando. Um, I can tell you so many stories about Hovens and I'm going to try to get him to listen to this episode. And I'm just going to say Hovens, I want you to come on and sauce me up. Wow. He will understand that. Oh, yeah. I don't know. You don't want to see, no one wants to Do see. Do you it, have but. an HR person? Cause <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I don't think you should be telling people well, that. I, we, we may do a video of Hovens coming to the studio and saucing me up. But anyways, um, <laughs> Please don't say that again. Take that for what it is. Um, (laughs) Hovens, out of the blue yesterday, uh, sent me a picture of his 15-year-old son in a Chick-fil-A uniform with a name tag saying, first day of work. And so I reached out and said, oh my gosh, the, the legacy continues. And I sent him a slide from our orientation where I use him as an example because Hovens has become this amazing business owner. Um, fitness guy who runs uh, one of the best fitness gyms up in Altamont. And so it's just cool how his memories of Chick-fil-A are good. They're fond enough to where he encourages son to get a job there. So 
it, again, I know we're beating this to, uh, to death, but creating that environment is huge, Larry. Okay, we've got to move on. Of course. Because uh, number four says to realize your energy is infinite. Do not waste it on yeah. things you cannot change. So this was a huge lesson to me, and this was brought about mostly by my wife and also from a um, sermon I heard. And the sermon was from a pastor of a church in a repressed community who said, and the line that stuck with me, I use it all the time, um, you need to invest in a bridge and not a dead end. Wow. And so there are people and things you cannot change, and it is imperative that you do not waste your resources and energy on them. This sounds terrible. It sounds like a, it's a very non-servant thing to do. Um, so you, for me, I have to constantly debrief, self-analyze uh, what, could do di- uh, w- what I could do different, and then I have to let certain things go. And that sometimes includes people, which is tough, you know. Gabby was shaking her head, so. Yeah, uh, this is a huge, huge thing for me. And I think it's because I, you've I don't have Anything you've currently gone through that maybe you want to share, Gabby? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Gabby's not going to probably share this. No, but, yeah. no. Unlike Rocky, I don't like to air my dirty laundry out for everyone. But it will be on the website. I'll have write a blog about it. So. Yeah. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, I... I I don't think I have as much grace as you do. I think I have some, more more than some people. Yeah, I think you have a lot more than you realize. But, and you may grow into it too. Well, yeah. yeah, I feel like just, I have it until a certain point and then it clicks in my head that this is not going anywhere. You know, this person will not change. Yes, and then it's time to. And then at that point, I can do what only I can do, which is, change my situation so either remove myself from the situation mm-hmm. or not waste my energy on that like i watch people debate on on social media again yes for hours yes. and it never neither, changes anybody's mind yeah it just it doesn't get anybody to go to the other side uh which i i don't even think is the goal it's just people just want to be heard at this point they want to be like well listen to how smart i am and yeah or they just want to fight like i don't know yeah. what the it's <laughs> what it is but social media at its worst it's doesn't build community it destroys community yeah for me it's just like i just i don't have the energy to yeah. be like i have my own beliefs you have your own beliefs like if yeah. you want to have a conversation about them great let's do it but other than that i'm not going to waste my energy trying to change an adult's mind that they've already made their their mind up you know unless they're willing and open to it yep this really leads us to uh, rule number five well so let me i'm gonna camp out sorry larry i keep doing that to you but we, we've got him i know larry wants me to wrap up but it listen this is difficult and i'm not saying you callously throw people out we give people tremendous chances to change. We go through, um, hey, maybe we haven't laid out the expectations. Maybe we haven't given them the skills. Maybe we haven't given them the resources. But after those three, then we say, this is a character issue. And I can want something for somebody so badly, but they might not want it for themselves. And so sometimes, because your energy is finite, listen, I think about this more and more as I age. I am going to die. And I don't want to waste the energy I've been given, the precious time I've been given on a dead end. So it is important to know when to end it. All right, Larry, five. Well, you just 
never lie to yourself. Right. Accepting excuses and lying to yourself is wasteful. And remember, we just talked about our energy is finite. No matter how hard it is to be a servant leader, always embrace the truth. You have to accept candid criticism from your team. Um, Honestly, as a leader, you should be skeptical of false praise, and you should never let your authority come between you and the truth. This is another huge learning. Um, There's a guest we're going to have on a future episode, and he is a very high-ranking military uh, official with the Navy, actually ran an aircraft carrier, and his uh, one of my favorite quotes by him, he talks about how a lowly, like, you know, first year Navy person said, um, sir, when you look down from your high branch, all you see are a sea of smiling faces looking back up at you. When we look up at you, we get an entirely different view. Mm -hmm. And so you need, you need this truth in your life. So never lie to yourself. This is fantastic, and we've got so much more to say, and I think we're going to continue this next week on this program. But right now, we've got to take a little pause because we want to talk to someone who has uh, helped us with our website. Hey, this goes out to our Server's Journey community. As always, you can click the links in the descriptions to find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and a new thing, or you can become a supporter of the show on Patreon. For as little as $3 a month, you can gain access to exclusive content, behind-the-scenes material, receive a Server's Journey community sticker, and a shout-out on the show. So, as always, help us to create leaders worth following. Thanks to ACS Creative for developing our website, aservicejourney.com. So, when it comes to creating a website, it pays to go to the pros. That's why we went to ACS Creative. They do brochures, logos, direct mail, ad campaigns, and websites. They don't play games with your money. Contact ACS Creative on the internet at acscreative.com. All right. Thank you, Gabby. Oh, she's already here in the studio. You're welcome. Uh, we're going to continue this conversation with Gabby, and you've got more rules, and we're going right. to probably do this, what, next week? Yes, we are. Okay. Yes. Okay. Until then, let's just say I'm Larry, your ever-faithful <laughs> companion. Gabby, you have to come up with a pithy. Yeah, I'm closing. Gabby, the disgruntled, angsty niece of Rocky. Yes, the young, you know, the millennial. <laughs> Oh, yeah, millennial. What are you? Are yeah, you? I think I'm a millennial. Oh. Millennial, I think it ranges a lot further than a lot of people yeah. think. And I'm Rocky DeStefano, and I just want to remind you that you need to be somebody worth following.